We should, like, have an intro or something, right? Hi, this is One and a Half Brain Cells, where we talk about random things on the internet. I'm Izzy. I'm Rachel. There it is. There he is. All right. So, welcome back to another episode. It's been a while, guys. Is it real? Huh? (laughs) <laughs> welcome back oh, oh my <laughs> yeah it's definitely been a while we've been we've been slacking but it's okay we're back we just took a nap that's all yeah you're right you know nothing to do with um us being lazy but you know it's okay forgetting um today's anyways. episode is on scary stories why do you got to say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't ever do that. <laughs> you may need to sleep with the lights on after hearing the. I'm not a horse. I'm really not a horror story person, but I thought this topic would be really fun. And Rachel was like, I was reading horror stories yesterday. So I was 38 of them. Here we are. Yeah, I don't even like uh, them either. You know, it's fine. I have my but, Christian yeah. music playing in the background. Oh my. She said demons go away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so shall we begin? Yeah. Go to number two. Okay. Number two. Oh wait, okay. actually that one's pretty good too. Go back. <laughs> mm. Okay, well, I was going to start at number one, but then Rach over here was like going... Okay, shut up. Let's move on. (laughs) Fine. Do you want to read this one or do you want me to start it? Read it it in your scary voice. My scary voice? Yeah. Not not a demon voice, just like as if you're telling a scary story. Rach, I told you. I don't read scary stories. Yes, well, as if. Hypothetically. I know, so I don't even have a scary story voice. Make one up. I was driving. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Okay. The first story is called Watch Party. I was driving to pick up a friend who was at this cabin party about 40 miles west of where I lived. It was close to 2 in the morning, so I'm driving down this back road to find this random cabin somewhere. And I come across this red four-door sedan with all the doors open. But that's not the scariest part. There are four limp figures in the seat with their heads slumped over. I was way too freaked out to stop. Later on, I'm driving by again after a failed attempt at picking up my friend. Mind you, it's getting close to three in the morning by now. This time, only the front seat passenger door was open and every person in that car was staring with a blank expression directly at me as I drove past at 10 miles per hour. I'll never forget it. It's probably just like a bunch of mannequin dolls. I really hope so. Because (laughs) if that was me, I would have been like, bro, either you come out in the next 10 seconds and you get in this car, or I will be driving away without you. When you were little, did you ever tell scary stories to each other? No, because I'm such a wuss. You never, like, even, like, little, like, road trips with, like, I don't know, any group? Um, 
Yo, peep that Lululemon ad right on your right. <laughs> the, one time I at, the way that we looked at Lulu for just a little bit and then this is what happened. <laughs> um, anyways, I can't really remember if we really told... Oh, I guess there was like a couple of times we told scary stories and I was freaked out of my mind. Mm. Um, but it was during those like those like sleepover at church. And our church was on yes. old Yeah. But our church was an old factory back in the day before it became oh. an actual church. So the like sometimes at night, like the feeling of it is just so scary. Cause it's very like open space. Mm-hmm. And so we used to play the, you know, the game sardines. No. Okay. So basically what it is, it's hide and seek and tag, but reverse. So basically there's only one person that hides in the entire building and one, everyone else has to look for it, like look okay. for them. And when you do find them, you can't say anything and you just hide. Oh, with you them. all hide together. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I played this and game then, at church. Yeah. And so it's called sardines because you end up being packed right. in the room or packed in the space like sardines. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So we used to wow, play that game. childhood. Uh-huh. Right? But we used to play that game and like because the, the ch- and we used to turn off all the lights of the church except right, for like right. the youth group room. And oh my gosh, I've never been so scared in my entire life. Just because it's like people would um, like the older kids would hide in the dark rooms like or like different places and like jump out and scare people. So you just hear screams. Oh, my God. Yes. I was like, I hated that. I was like, oh, my gosh. But also it was so much fun to play. Yes. Wow. Isn't that insane, though? But yeah, we we did tell scary stories, though. Yeah, we told scary stories at like those times, and then also during um, mission trip road trips. Mm. So it would be like five of the girls in the back of the van at like yeah. eleven p.m., and we'd all just sit around in like a circle as as I don't know as possible, considering we're in a car. Yeah, and just sit and tell each other scary stories. Oh my gosh. But yeah. And funny ones. It was just like stories in general, but I literally still remember some of them. Yeah, we just jammed out. We were just singing the entire time. <laughs> but anyways, shall yeah. we move on? But yeah, that's so scary though. Just all of a sudden you come back as the same exact car. Yeah, imagine just, just like <gasps> Oh my oh, you weren't there. Oh my god. What? It was me and Joy, right? Uh-huh. We were driving down. Um, like the road next to the main downtown road in Waco. LaSalle? No, 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 no. Like, like think downtown Waco, right? Okay. And then, you know that road where there's like Lighthouse Coffee and there's... Yes. yes. Flamingo Place. So it's one road to the right of that. Okay. It was nighttime. Uh Uh-huh. So we're driving, and it's pretty dark in that area, right? Mm-hmm. We're driving by, and all of a sudden, over to the far distance, we see this place with, like, lights pulsing. Okay. And we're like, oh, okay, like, maybe a club, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, we love a club at Waco. We pass by, and scariest thing I've seen in my entire life. Um, Think Five Nights 
of Freddy's or at Freddy's or whatever it's called, right? Yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. Ha- um, have you seen like the bunny doll there? That one? Yeah. Th- it was that. Standing there. In oh, front- I don't like that. And I made straight eye contact with it as we drove by. And Joy and I both screamed. <laughs> <laughs> It was so scary looking. And it was so creepy the way it was standing. And we're like, what is that? And never in my life have I booked it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So scary. I was like, I, the way I was like, do I can, not turn back. <laughs> the way that I legit could imagine both you and Joy screaming at the exact same time when you guys saw that. It's, oh my gosh, I can already see it. No, that was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Oh, so creepy. Oh my It was the God. way it turned its head. We're like, uh-uh. It was probably, it was probably uh. like some event and that it was probably right, like right. Five Nights at Freddy's themed. Oh, I hate I don't that, know though. what it was, but it was, the thing was, it was just that one bunny dude standing there. And I was like, Ugh, I'm literally going to have nightmares. Like, like <laughs> oh, I don't like that. I'm going to have nightmares now. And I wasn't <laughs> even there. Oh, so scary. Anyways. Moving on. Anyways, all right. You read this one. My turn. Oh, this one's scary. Okay. This one's got me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is told from the point of view of a boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Called High Speed Chase. When I was 20 years old, I was taking my girlfriend home late one night on small country roads. I went to take a left turn, then suddenly there were bright headlights coming through the passenger window. She screamed. I screamed. We were about to be killed. And nothing happened. We didn't get hit. The car just vanished. She was hyperventilating and crying. I was scared, confused, and my adrenaline was racing. We sat there for five minutes before I could drive again. But our nightmare wasn't over yet. I started up the road, and suddenly there were intense headlights behind us. They flew up behind us, easily going 50 miles per hour faster than us. We braced to get rear-ended, and nothing. My girlfriend was screaming so loud that she was hoarse. All I could hear was, go, go, go! We drove the next 10 miles on little country roads at 110 miles per hour, making curves that should have sent us into ditches, with the headlights either mer feet behind us or pulling us alongside, but we could never see anything but lights. Then my girlfriend suddenly screamed something that made my hair stand on end. She yelled, What did you do with the stars? I glanced up, not daring to look away from the road very long, and the sky was black. Not moonless night black, I mean gone black. I know how crazy it sounds, but I am driving with the gas pedal on the floor at three times the safe speed, scared to death with a screaming girl beside me, and I distinctly remember watching the trees in the headlights. This was to figure out if everything literally vanished, ceased to exist once my car's headlights were past it, because looking out the passenger window seemed to just pop and vanish. She curled up in her seat and passed out. There was a sharp 90-degree turn ahead with a huge, deep gully just past it, and there was no way we could make it at our speed. I don't know why, but when I saw the lights beside me, I slammed on the brakes as hard as I could. 
The lights zipped past us and vanished. The stars were back, and somehow, sitting there, I just knew it was over. I woke her up, and she kind of just oozed into her seat and quietly asked me to take her home. We didn't talk about it at all. She just got out and ran inside. I sat in her driveway and trembled for 10 minutes. I was terrified of going home the way we had come, so I numbly drove 20 minutes in the wrong direction and slept in the parking lot of a truck stop because there were people around 24 hours a day. We never discussed it and three troubled months later broke up. I have never heard of anyone else seeing odd lights and I've never seen them again, but something was out there with us that night. What the heck? Isn't that so scary? Well, also, well, you know, it it was also the fact that they drove for so long with those lights behind them. Like, it wasn't just like a, oh, it was like a small flash and then you didn't see anything again. It was like following right. them. Oh, that's right. so scary. And then on top of that, the stars disappeared. Like, the I sky know. was black. Dude. Oh, yeah. And also, all of these are like actual experiences that people have had. If you couldn't tell. Yeah, they're actual true stories. <laughs> that's oh, I that's don't so know. So scary, that. and the way the fact that he literally drove twenty minutes in a different direction and slept in the parking lot of a truck stop I would because have he was too, that bro. No, but like it—that's insane, though. Like I, I would too. Don't get me wrong, but dang, oh no, yeah. I don't like. No, that. I told you that one's scary. That one got me. Oh, I don't like that. Okay. Should we move on? Next. Onwards. Go. Okay. Number three. It follows. This is something that happened to me back in 10th grade. I couldn't sleep and I was feeling restless. So I decided to take a walk along the greenway near my house. Most people would have reservations about walking through the woods alone at night, but it was safe. It was a safe neighborhood and I knew the greenway like the back of my hand. After no more than five minutes of walking through the woods, I hear a girl singing. Oh, I already know. <laughs> I recognize the tune right away. It's Campdown Races. You know, Campdown ladies sing their song. Do-da, do-da. I look around for the girl, but it's pitch black. Not wanting to suddenly come across her and frighten her, I shout out, You have a nice voice. No reply. She just kept singing. Weird. I continue walking. Singing isn't getting any further away. Is she following me? Or are we just coincidentally walking in the same direction? So I made a sharp turn and started walking down another path. The singing follows. Another sharp turn. Again, it follows. Okay, now I'm 100% sure this girl is following me. I started or start trying to pin the location of the voice with no luck. I think she was purposely changing the vol- her volume to prevent me from knowing where when I was getting closer or further away. Now I'm really starting to get freaked out. I bolt and start sprinting back home. I was I was running track at the time, so I was pretty certain I could ditch her. I get home, take off my shoes, and turn on my TV. I'm about ten minutes into an episode of Aquatine. When I hear a voice that's not coming from the TV, it's a girl's voice singing freaking Campdown Races. 
for a brief moment, I just sit there in pure terror. This can't be happening. I run outside. Okay, first of all, why would you run outside? Well, I run outside barefoot and frantically look around. I realize that the voice is coming from above me. She's on the garage roof. I kept a ladder on the side of the garage so I can climb up. The ladder was the only way up or down unless you want to jump and jump and chance a sprained ankle. This is it. I've got her. I race up the ladder just in time to see a figure in a red hoodie disappear off the side of the roof leading to the backyard. She had jumped. I watched her race across my backyard, completely unfazed by the fall, and book, book it over our six-foot fence like it was no big deal. I briefly considered chasing after her, but I couldn't in my bare feet. Frankly, I don't know if, I don't know if I wanted to. I don't believe in ghosts and ghouls, but I'm still freaked out by the whole thing to this day. I feel like that one's just like a weirdo lady. <laughs> I really hope so. But at the same time, like, that's so creepy that she followed him. A lot of the stories on here actually are not even, like, ghost stories. They're just stories about, like, people doing crazy things. But that is scary, though. People doing No, yeah, it's like so that. scary. Oh, Rich reminds me. Let me finish the story I was telling you. Oh. So uh, this is a story from the same um, site, but... um. So, this little girl kept telling her dad for an entire week that there was someone in the closet staring at her while she slept. The dad, obviously, was like, mm, monsters and ghosts aren't real. Go to bed. After a week of her telling him the same thing over and over again, he finally got sick of it and went to her closet to prove to her that there was nothing in there. He pulled open the door and it was slammed back shut. There was a real man in there watching his daughter sleep. What the? <laughs> he, he got the man out and beat the like absolute living crap out of him, and the man was sentenced to jail. Makes After sense. 20 years, um, when people had done research on the man, they realized that he had been released from jail. And no one no longer knows where he is. So watch your closet. <laughs> Stop. I, I literally, you know those stories where people like find people living in their attics? Oh no, I know. They're so scary. There's another There's, one in here. That's so scary. Like, Girl, there's one here. That one actually is so scary. So this girl was babysitting um, a family's children for them, right? Uh-huh. As she was babysitting them, she heard from the basement a couple clattering sounds. Oh boy. First time she heard it, she thought nothing of it. She was like, oh, maybe it was the wind, maybe something fell over, whatever. Right. She heard it two more times and decided to call the police to ask them to just check things out for her. Mm -hmm. When the bell rang because the police had arrived, it was an entire SWAT team. What the heck? She goes, wait, I just asked for, like, a single, you know, like, officer. Like Why is there group, a, yeah. Yeah, a SWAT team? Apparently, the 911 operator had heard a second line. 
on the、uh-huh. same house home phone because it was their home phone,、oh, and so、oh, oh. someone had picked up the receiver and listened to her call. Oh, and had hung up after the girl had hung up, and the operator waited for that person to hang up, and then immediately called the SWAT team. Turns out, there was someone living in their basement that was wanted for, like, murder. Huh. Honestly, that girl is so lucky. I was like, bro, like、yeah. that man could have like come out and like absolutely murdered, ended them. Oh my gosh! Yep, fun stuff. She's so lucky that nine one one operator heard、She's、all that. So lucky. Oh gosh. Oh no, I hate that. <laughs> that's a, that,、so um, that saying, right? Where they say like real people are more frightening than imaginary ghosts or whatever. Oh yeah, for sure they're more frightening because they're people. <laughs> It could actually happen. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Should we go on to this one? Barking dogs. Yeah, sure. I think there were a couple that I was like, eh. Wait, let's see. I like all the dog ones. They're really cute. They're cute, but I kind of want the like. It makes me like feel like wow. Like if I live alone, I definitely want a dog just because I feel like I'd feel a little safer. Oh, I'm definitely bringing my dog around. <laughs> I mean, he's not gonna be able to do anything, but still, like another present. <laughs> Anyways, let's see. Do you want to do, do a different one? one? Yeah, we can do a different one. You can see.、Uh... Should I do this one, number seven, the gentleman caller? Go for it. Oh, it's、okay. my turn. I don't remember. Well, you did say two stories, so. Oh, you're right. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one's called the gentleman caller. About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the U.S. I've always been a night person, so I'd often find myself bored after my roommate, who decidedly not, who was decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. Past the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night, but never once had a reason to feel afraid. In a major city, maybe you should have, but you know. <laughs> um, I always used to joke with my roommate that even the dealers in the city were polite, but all of that changed in just a few minutes of one evening. Oh, that was Wednesday. Okay, great. <laughs> It was a Wednesday, somewhere between one and two in the morning, and I was walking near a patrolled park quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. Park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a, a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. Oh boy, great. Um. At the far end of the street, stop. At the far end of the street on my side was the silhouette of a man dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each quote-unquote box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance walking and headed straight for me. I decided he was probably tipsy. I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass me by. 
closer he got, the more I realized how graceful he was moving. He was very tall and lengthy and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until I could make out his face. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, his eyes were wide open and wild. Head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back and then stopped <sighs> in my tracks. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He had stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me, but was still looking skyward. Smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about half a block between us, I turned away from him, oh my gosh, for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and the sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved. Until I noticed him, he had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast. So I was so shook or so shocked. <laughs> now the Gen Z coming out. I was so <laughs> shocked that I stood there for some time staring at him. And then he started moving towards me again. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone. Except he was moving very, very quickly. I'd like to say at this point that I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all. But I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen as the smiling man crept towards me, and then he stopped again, about a car length away from me. Still, smile, uh, still smiling his smile, still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what do you want? In an angry, commanding tone. What came out was a whimper. What the... Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned away, very slowly, and started dance walking away. Just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time, he was running. I ran too. I ran until I was off of the side road and back into a better lit road with sparse, sparse traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his stupid smile, but he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that night, and I never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He looked completely and utterly insane, and that's a very, very scary thing to see. Ian. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. As I was reading that and when you would chime in, I literally I almost had a heart attack every single time. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so scary. so scary. Oh oh my gosh. I can't even I'm like trying so hard not to imagine <laughs> it right now. But no, I know oh. that. I feel like that's the like scary your part is that like your imagination fills in all the details and it's just so right. scary. Like, oh my gosh, imagine just seeing this insane man. I would With, lose like, my a... mind. I would also <laughs> Okay, what? also in my dreams, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> like oh, whenever no. I have like a scary dream or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> my run is as fast as their walk. <laughs> oh my. Because I'm such a slow runner. To be honest, I don't think I've ever seen you run, but just, just right. judging based on you walking, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's terrible because I always get caught in my dreams. Like other people, they're like, oh, like I ran and I got away in my dream. No, I always get caught. <laughs> That's so scary. I don't think I'm that fast of a runner, but. I out of fight, flight, and freeze. I'm definitely a flight person. I will book it. <laughs> I will book it. There were literally times. There's one time my mom and uh, one of my friends' moms saw all of this happen, and they literally started laughing so hard because I like jokingly, like, like playfully slapped one of my friends, but she's like kind of like a big, a bigger person, right? <laughs> And so, like, I playfully slapped her, but then instantaneously knew that that was a mistake. So I ran. <laughs> I, like, ran so fast. And my mom and, her, and my friend's mom. I'm so embarrassed so, for you. Laughed so hard. Because they were like, you know, there's a re- like, we see why you're in track and cross country. I'm fast in any oh other stuff. Like, I'm not necessarily fast, but they're like, that was fast. <laughs> and they're like and then my mom was like maybe for track you should just pretend that your friend is chasing you down the down the, oh my down God. the tracks and you run faster and i was like honestly maybe she should just run for the last like hundred <laughs> meters and that maybe i'll run faster i don't know <laughs> oh my gosh when i was younger i used to be a freeze person mm-hmm. um it's very unpleasant experience actually but um now I'm 100% a fight person because literally anytime my dad will like 
you know, like playfully like attack me or something. Mm. Literally, like my brain can't control it. I've already punched his face. <laughs> just apologize every time. I'm like, you need to stop messing with me because I literally just keep socking him. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. But here's the thing is that if he keeps doing it, that's on him, bro. Right. Which, he like, already I'm, knows like, the consequences. Like at this point, no, yeah, I've like accidentally drawn blood before. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dang. I mean, you can't also stop. <laughs> Dang. What? Okay, well, now I'm genuinely freaked out about that last one, but we shall move on. And yeah, that we'll one's scary. More. Should I read this one, too? Or do you want to read uh, it? No, go to the next one. Oh, not this one? Well, actually, you can't, but... Oh, already. The first sentence. <laughs> Do you want me to read this one? Oh. Yeah, if you want. I don't care. Okay. I mean, you did t- you did the other two. That's why I was like, if you... I don't know. No, I don't care. I can read it. Okay. Then you go. I'll give you a break <laughs> after that one. <laughs> <laughs> this one is called Black Magic. My dad died from cancer the day I turned 16 after about two weeks in a coma. It was really fast. There was a total of less than two months between the diagnosis and his passing. He passed in the house. We had a hospice attendant, and my mom was very good about seeing to him in those final days. Anyways, a lot of weird things happened after all that happened. Very nice. Love the happens. I hate that. Oh, there's four more. Okay. Yeah, I thought. One thing that happened (laughs) still (laughs) freaks me out to this day. It happened after 12 hours before he took to bed for the last time. This one's kind of lame. He was in our living room Uh, napping on the couch while my mom was in the kitchen cooking. No one else was home. Suddenly, he jerked awake and was shouting for my mom in a very loud, agitated voice, clearly angry with her. Beverly, don't do that. Don't ever do that again. She ran into the room, alarmed and asked what he was talking about. And without any explanation, he simply said, Don't do that. Don't walk past me like that in that long black wig. Sometimes I think he saw the Grim Reaper. It was the eeriest thing I've ever experienced. Oh, that's so... I mean, that's just kind of sad. More than, like, scary. That's like a hallucination vibe. Yeah, like oh those... my gosh, what? Uh-huh. Keep talking. Oh, rage! Another one we should read, maybe for a different mm. podcast episode. But we should read scary final last words. Ooh, or like or, ooh, just like last words in general. Those are always funny. Yeah, like funny or like there's eerie ones or people who like confess to murder, uh, like in their oh, last. Oh yeah, breath. those are crazy. Or, like, the ones that do, like, hallucinate right before and they're like, you know, like, the girl is, like, in the corner and she's taking me up to, like, go see the light or whatever. And I'm like, huh? That's, um, but that's actually what I was rem- reminded of was when I was at the wound clinic. Did I tell you about mm-hmm. that lady who had dementia? Uh, remind me again? So, she actually had a necrotic, um, I think it was left 
but like it was just completely gone completely rotted it was black it was it was like she had to get an amputation oh geez and her and so the doctor was trying to tell her that hey the reason you're feeling such excruciating pain in that like foot is because you know it's dead right the grandma interrupts and goes no i know why there's pain in my left foot she goes on my bedroom ceiling on the fan there are tiny people living there who throw daggers into my foot every single day Uh uh-huh and she goes there's also the man who lives with us and the daughter's like we don't have a man living with us and she goes yes you do he always tells me that he's gonna kill me and he walks through our walls and like the daughter started crying because she was like honestly she did not really handle it very well because like no matter how like the daughter kept just being like like mom it's fake fake and the grandma's like no like it's real because that's what she sees genuinely right right i mean yeah and so the the daughter basically ended up just like bursting into tears and it was an absolute wreck but honestly it was a mess <laughs> but oh i was my like gosh though yeah like it was actually really sad but i at the same time it was really funny because um the doctor was like oh like that would have been scary the grandma goes mm, i'm not scared <laughs> <laughs> we He's love all women. <laughs> not her just she probably saw the grim reaper and she was like yeah he's all talk you're not gonna kill me <laughs> no right oh dang well that's insane yeah. but we should definitely do that as a podcast oh yeah gosh, yeah i've already added it to the list freaked me out just now <laughs> oh it's, oh this is the one this is the one Okay, do you want me to read this one, or do you want to read it? Because you're so excited. I don't care. Okay, well, you read the last one, so. Oh, did I? Okay, I'll read, read this one. Yeah, ma'am, yes, you did. That's what we're... I don't you remember. Know, <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay, for goodness sake, as in the number four. Goodness sake. I was in Taiwan one year when I was younger and had traveled to a busy night movement. These are popular gatherings of food and shop stalls that usually operate in the evening. Nearby, I spotted a sign for a net cafe in a five- or six-story tall building. Thinking I'd fire off some quick emails, I walked through the dark, small entrance of the building. The building was older and hadn't been well-maintained, but it's not out of the ordinary in Taiwan. The entrance just had a dark, dark hallway that led to a small elevator. I pressed the elevator call button and entered. The elevator was uncharacteristically new compared to the building. I didn't think much of it. Like some Chinese and Taiwanese buildings, there wasn't a fourth floor. The number four is considered bad luck in the cult in that culture, so it just read one, two, three, five, six, which was usual. I looked for the floor the net cafe was at, which was the sixth. I pressed the button. It lurched into action quietly and began the ascent. When it stopped, I figured it was my floor, so I instinctively began to step out. Right before stepping out, however, what I saw outside the elevator stopped me. 
It was pitch black, only lit by the light in the elevator. It looked like it hadn't been occupied for decades, with some random pieces of furniture covered with white cloth or something similar. It was a small building, so each floor was single occupancy. I could see pretty much the entire floor from the elevator. Thinking I must have gotten the wrong floor, I checked the light that indicates which floor you're on. Strangely, there was nothing. None of the indicators were on, but the floor button to the net cafe was still lit, so I knew I hadn't gotten there yet. All this happened within a couple of seconds. That's when I noticed a figure moving in the distance of the floor. Ooh. But I could make out what looked like a person dressed in some kind of gown, moving slowly towards the elevator where I was. I was thoroughly creeped out, so I started pressing the closed door button. As soon as I pressed it, the elevator light flickered off, and I was in pitch black darkness. I was very close to peeing my pants, and it's actually kind of freaking me out thinking, thinking back to it. The lights flickered back on a few seconds later, and the door closed. The elevator jolted back to life. A few moments later, it opened again to the net cafe. I was beyond relieved at this point. I walked out immediately and sat down at a computer. After gathering my wits a bit, I walked over to the cashier's desk and told them what I saw. The girl working there listened. Her reaction was chilling. Her face turned a bit ashened, so I asked her if she heard of something similar. She told me that she's never experienced it, but some co-workers and occasional customers have brought it up. Basically, the building has six floors, and the fourth floor has a history. Apparently, the, the floor used to be a hair salon of sorts, until one of the employees took her own life there for some reason. She slid her wrists over the hair wash station. Store continued operations despite stories of weird appearances. When the customers got their hair rinsed, the water would look a little red, like the customer was bleeding. Little things like that. And a couple of people reported seeing someone's figure walking away in the mirror, but wouldn't see anyone when they turned to check. Naturally, the business closed down a few months later. The business owner or building owner tried to re-rent the place out, but never had any luck. Most businesses are quite superstitious, and no one wanted to rent the fourth floor after someone had lost their life on it, even at a very cheap price. Finally, after dropping the price to nearly nothing, a stationery supplies store wanted to rent. During the renovations of the floor, however, several accidents happened. Tools would end up in strange places, a mirror from the previous business shattered when no one was near it, and finally, a worker had his hand jammed between the elevator doors when it closed on him unexpectedly. The workers refused to, co uh, to continue working, and finally the business left, and the building order gave up and shut down the floor. Then he had the elevator company come in and replace the panel so the elevator could not go to the fourth floor. Let me repeat that. The elevator was programmed to never go to the fourth floor. It doesn't even have a button. But for some reason, sometimes when people take the people take the elevator, it would go to the fourth floor and the doors would open. And some, like myself, would see a figure walking around in the dark. Ew. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but yeah, well, this is we were talking about this yesterday. I like that one. That one was that one's kind of creepy though, for sure. 
Mm-hmm. I like because I feel like there are actually quite a few stories like that out there in Asia. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, fourth, like the number four is bad luck in a lot of, or we were talking about this yesterday, but the number four yeah, is also, bad luck. A lot of um, stories about like buildings where someone had committed suicide and then it being like haunted afterwards for like so long and like mm. people like having the worst things happen. I guess actually that happens in. It happens in a lot of places. Yeah, I was just um, thinking about those hotels and stuff that are like in real life, the BuzzFeed videos. See you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's, um, I actually just recently listened to a podcast about, um, this is the the true crime podcast I always listen to, Orbit. Mm-hmm. Love them. They're great. Um, but they recently, or I guess I don't know what date this, this episode was from, um, but they went to a haunted ship with another like i don't remember if it was a podcast or youtube channel group that does um ghost investigations um or like supernatural investigations i don't remember exactly what it is um but they went to a haunted ship and their experiences are honestly quite insane h the way that they were talking they were talking about it like there is um there is a guy on the ship that was that seems to be haunting the ship and he was part of the um the crew and he would kind of only like basically haunt around the women that are in the groups that go and tour the the ships or whoever wants to come in and look around and stuff and they would hear words basically being said like um i don't i don't remember exactly what it was but they have all this equipment that they brought for the ghost investigation and it would like be like yes and no questions or like stuff like that and there would be like moments where like there would be like a really they said that there was um one part of the ship when they walked all together that two of them felt like a blast of hot air but mind you this the ship was like 30 degrees like it was during the winter time and they all live in i think it was like in massachusetts somewhere so it's like cold um, but they felt this like it's like if you like opened the door to like a sauna and you felt like that rush of hot air just busting into your face, but only two of them felt it. And then there's like another part of the ship where it like was just so much colder than the rest of the ship, even though there's no like heating or anything like that on this on this this part of the ship. But it was like honestly quite insane on the experiences that they had with the haunted area like i'm like i would never want to go there but it's it's insane um speaking of ships that reminds me did you ever hear that story of the men who like after the attack on pearl harbor they were basically on one of the ships and survived in the inside the ship even though the ship had sank Uh uh-huh and the navy had given up on them even though people could hear the banging from these people and like like people had meltdowns because they weren't allowed to go and save these three men because there was like an actual issue i don't remember what it was right but they survived 16 days and for 16 days you could just hear like from like the ocean like sounds of like banging oh my gosh and yeah true story they ended up not being able to save the three men and those three men died in that boat trapped under there 
for 16 days. 16 days. I wonder what the reason was to why they wouldn't go down and save them. I'll look it up. Yeah, that's that's so bad. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm whatever the reason was. There was like it was like an actual like really like fair reason. No, yeah, I was like, there's no way that would have just thrown out some BS excuse, being like, oh, we can't save them. Like, I feel like people would have gone even more insane and been like, no, let me do it. Um, okay, I found it. it says at the time of the December 7 attack, the ship was outboard when it was hit by two bombs from overhead and at least six torpedoes, ultimately killing 106 of the crew members. Mm-hmm. And after the impact, officers did a naval technique that requires closing all of the hatch compartments and counter flooding a portion of the ship so that she won't capsize but will sink while like still like yeah being upright uh-huh. and allowed hundreds of people to escape but sealed the fate of the three men trapped in the hole mm-hmm. he said for 30 hours and the morning following the attack the crew members and naval personnel could hear tapping sounds it was quiet you could hear it bang bang stop bang bang stop and at first they thought it was a loose piece of rigging slapping against the hull. And then they realized men were making the sound taking turns. Oh. Drilling a hole in the boat might have caused a blowout from the pressure of the seafloor. While oil spilled along the surface of the ocean could have easily sparked an explosion. For more than two weeks, the banging continued, but crews were unable to get to the men making the sounds. It wasn't until months later who were able to pump out water to and dry dock the boat that the bodies of three men were found in storeroom A-111 along with flashlight batteries, manhole access to a supply of fresh water, and eaten emergency rations. A now-lost calendar had red X's marking the days between December 7th and December 23rd. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. True story. And also, sad. Like, imagine, imagine being down there, and unless like all of them died at the same time, just imagine like someone just falling over and they just drop dead, and then it's like the next time was like someone else, and then you're like the last one standing. Unless you have to like live with like the smell of like rotting flesh. Yeah, that too. And they were friends, the three of them. Yeah, I bet. I mean, why else would they all be together usually? True facts. But, dang. That's insane. Yep. Okay. Maybe we can do one more and then call yeah. it a call it a day. Okay. Oh. This one is just sad. Do you want to do this one or no? Oh, I already read the ending. Yeah. Oh god. I know. Oh, I don't know. Like, out of like the like top ten worst ways to die, I think. Yeah. Like this one and the navy one are just the worst. Oh god, should we say this one? I don't know if we can stop at this one though. <laughs> it is a I mean, really short one. one. Yeah, we can say this one. Then maybe we can pick, pick can a different one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll do the next. You've been doing the long. 
I know. For some reason, the long ones have been the ones that I've been doing, but it's it's okay. Those are those are good too. Um. Okay. This yeah. is oh so ah, number twelve. My favorite number. Wow. Let's uh, go. Is anyone there? Is what it's called. Do you want to uh, read it? What I was gonna read it. Yeah, I know. I I said I would read like this one. Oh. And but yeah, go for it. I just, I just heard I'm gonna read the next one. That's why I was like, oh, okay, oh. I'll read this one then. Okay. Yeah, read the short Can one. Read go it? For it. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, it's number 12. Is anyone there? I worked with a lady once who was pretty old. I'd say about 70 years old. Since her job was pretty boring, we talked a lot and she had all kinds of crazy stories. But this one creeps me out still. She said when her grandma died, they had buried her in a wood box in the backyard, as it was uh, as was pretty customary in those days. Well, years later, they had a family plot in a cemetery and decided to dig her grandma up to move her to the family plot. She paused at this point. Then she said when they took the lid off the coffin, their eyes went wide. It had claw marks all over the inside. The grandma had apparently been buried alive. I have that's a dumb so way to die song playing. <laughs> Rage. No. <laughs> but that's so sad, though. That's so sad. That's so sad. That's so scary. That That's literally, like, one of my worst fears. Yeah. Go to um. the next one. All right. Last one of the night. Woohoo. This is called Too Close for Comfort. When my mom was young, she and her mother lived in a trailer in the backyard of a family member's house. My mom was about 12 at the time, and the man in the neighboring house started to stare at her from time to time. She got a creepy vibe from him, but figured he was just a harmless, lonely guy. She soon found out how wrong she was. One night, when my mom was alone, she heard something on the roof of their trailer. Then she heard what sounded like footsteps slowly walking along the metal rooftop. Given they were dirt poor at the time, they did not have a phone, so she eventually ran out of the trailer and into the house without looking on the roof. When her uncle went outside to investigate, nothing was on the roof. A few weeks went by with no incidents, and my mom figured she must have been overly scared of nothing. More weird stuff would randomly happen, but only when she was alone, and it was always spaced out by a week or two. If I remember correctly, this occurred over maybe a couple of months before it stopped completely. Months go by without any weird instances at all, until one fateful night happens. My mom wakes up to find the trailer is unbelievably hot, like she could feel the heater on full blast. She got out of the bed and was about to go to the control for the trailer's heater, but she was overcome with a bad feeling and decided to just go into her uncle's nearby house. The uncle went out to the trailer again and this time noticed that the lock on the door was broken and messed with. He looked inside quickly but didn't see anything. His wife made him call the authorities and when they came out, they searched the trailer and made a horrific discovery. They found one of the kitchen knives behind a chair next to the heating controller. 
They suspected that the neighbor went into the trailer, turned the heat up, and crouched behind the chair waiting for my mom to come by, and then who knows. It's been a long time since I heard the story, but from what I remember, the officers questioned the neighbor but really couldn't do anything about it. Luckily, my mom and grandmother were able to move out of the town right after. My mom told me that about five or something years later, she was visiting her other family who lived in a nearby town, and she saw the neighbor at a grocery store. She bolted out before he saw her. What the heck? Isn't that so scary? She was waiting for her? With a kitchen knife in front of the heater. That's so smart, honestly. It is, but also, like, what? Scary stuff. When I tell you that, like, a lot of these stories, like, they're not even ghost stories. It's, like, real humans doing yeah. random shit. Wait, why didn't he just kill her if he was already in the trailer? I don't know. Maybe he just, like, wanted to mess with her, or maybe he just didn't know what she was doing and, like, wanted to be in a position where he could for sure be at the advantage. Uh, but she's a little girl and he's a man. Yeah, but girls can scream and she's right next to the uncle's wow, house, that's right? True. That's true, that's true. Or maybe she... he's just not thinking all straight. I don't know. I mean, he thought enough to tr- crank up the heat and stand or... I know, I'm telling you, yeah, that's smart. Uh, either way, dang. Well, <laughs> that's so okay. I, wow. <laughs> to wrap it up, do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> Say what now? <laughs> <laughs> do yeah. you believe in ghosts? <laughs> um, I mean, if ghosts and I mean there are spirits, so yes, I guess in a way. I do believe there are ghosts. But we don't think about that stuff on the daily because that freaks me out. So what about you? Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like I'm genuinely unsure because there are a lot of things where I'm like, like that can be explained by like people just like screwing with stuff, you know? I mean, like, have be. you, um, like, have you seen the, there's a camera trick that you can do that makes it look like there's a white figure standing behind you? And oh. it has something to do with, like, the inflection of the, like, angles of lights. I don't remember the specific trick, but, like, that's how a lot of, like, ghost pics come out to be. Mm. At the same time, there's some things where it's like, mm, that's kind of hard to explain, bro, like... <laughs> Yeah, like there's a, there's a couple of things that I feel like that I've heard that honestly I can't think of a legit logical explanation. Maybe that's just me having not a lot of information or whatever. But uh, I'm like the only way you can chalk it up is that it's a ghost or a spirit or something that's not of this world. But you know. Oh my gosh, like that story of the boyfriend and the girlfriend. Like that one? Yeah, like that, there's no way we could explain that. Like logically. 
like lights I mean, maybe but the blackout yeah, like the lights sky, maybe but the blackout yeah like there's no way like all at once like that and also he was driving at like 110 miles per hour and he still wasn't getting away from these people or like that light like what was that i'm telling you some of these stories i was like oh, i'm scared <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, stop. No legit though. Oh my gosh. Ooh. But they're like kind of addicted in a way. Um, it's like the same reason why I listen to true crime stories. It's like those are also people doing horrible things. And it's like in a way, like, yeah, it's scary. But also at the same time, it's like something something about it's like very addicting. Okay, so, like, tell me more. What happens? <laughs> I have realized, though, 